And I think consistency is probably one of the most important of all of these. Um, really, we've seen across the platforms is that if you're consistent, you will have consistent engagement and consistent growth as well. And so if you're not being consistent and you're frustrated as to why you're not growing, that that's it right there. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue Podcast. My name is Brian Fitton. This is a podcast dedicated to marketers, small business owners, people who are trying to do marketing differently, right? Yes. Yes. And that awesome voice, the voice of Go Rogue. Not uh, the voice. <laughs> the co-host, my awesome co-host, uh, Miss Lauren Lewis. How's it going? It's going good. How are yeah. you? Man, this is a special episode. Tell us why. Uh, <laughs> because uh, Miss Lauren Lewis has, she's going to be running this show. Not like she doesn't run the other shows, but <laughs> she's definitely going to be running this one. And so I'm very excited to uh, to have you lead this thing. All right. Or I get to answer or ask you questions. No pressure here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about, do you need an editorial calendar? Do you, Lauren? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely is the right answer. And if you don't have one, we're going to talk about how you can get one and make it easy and the reasons why you need one. Uh, and then obviously any kind of follow up, you guys make sure to reach out to us um, at Go Rogue X on Instagram, but also subscribe. If you're not already subscribed to this podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well. Absolutely. Give us a rating or review because we always try to make sure to bring the most value that we can. And if you feel like that's true, then give us a rating. We appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So before though, before we get into all of this awesome content, we'd like to start off with something fun, right? Yes. Let's do it. So we always start our episodes off with, what are you obsessed with this week? So Brian... I know, oh, what you, I know what you're obsessed with, so tell she us about it. She asked me ahead of time, and I'm very excited about this. So for about 10 years, over 10 years. <laughs> a long time. A long time. I have always wanted a set of in-ear monitors. In-ear monitors, right? Yes. Okay. I have to make sure I say it correctly. <laughs> um, so it is one of those things like I played music in a band, played worship music on stage, and so you're always kind of struggling to like hear your your mix and your in your actual headphones and stuff. And so I've used different earbuds and whatnot, but obviously to get custom ones that like fit in my ear that go down. So anyway, I was very excited. So uh clear two monitors for those of you guys watching, I'm using them right now. They look fantastic. Thanks so <laughs> much. Uh yeah, but they a friend of mine, Jason Height, he's uh he does audio and stuff at our church. And so he's always like he's good friends with those guys and he's like, you gotta go with CTM. Uh so anyway, ordered them last year. Forgot to send my molds in, all the things. They run a big special. Uh, and so anyway, but they sent them. They actually have my name on the case, if you're watching right now. This cool so little fancy. case. And I uh, got the Go Rogue logo on them, too. So cool. Yeah. You just, you're just so funny. You see your face. You're like, oh, yeah, so cool. <laughs> they are cool. They do look cool. <laughs> they just look like hearing aids. That's all. Yeah, well, I mean, when you first look at them, but then when you look closer, they're definitely not hearing aids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just funny you've showed me two cases today for your your cool inner ear or in-ear. Yes, in-ear monitors. And then yes. your toothbrush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I will talk about my toothbrush the next episode. 
get ready for that one. So very yeah. excited. So about today that. is case day. Let me it is. <laughs> yeah, awesome cases. Um, okay, so Lauren, what are you obsessed with? So mine's kind of weird, but um, I don't know about you, but with small children, you see a lot of really, really bad kids' movies. Mm. Because yeah. there's just a lot out there. Yeah, there are. So when my husband is um, gone, um, like hanging out with some friends, I usually try to do like a popcorn party with my little two little boys and everything. And we get a movie from Redbox. So we got Abominable. Um, okay. With the little okay. like Yeti. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I was like shocked. This movie was really good. And wow. I was like, oh, I was so pleasantly surprised. It was super cute. Um, I'm also a big fan of like violin music and that's like within the whole score because she, the girl, the main character is a violinist. Oh, oh. Um, and so, and the Yeti was really cute and my kids actually were engaged and actually sat and watched it, which is something to be said. <laughs> I have a three and a half year old and an 18 month old. So that is something. Yeah. Um, so it was just really, it was really cute. And uh, my boys had actually talked about it afterwards. So it was like clearly impressionable too. Yeah. So I don't know. It's always a pleasant surprise when you find a kid's movie that's actually good. Yeah. Oh, so I completely agree. I highly endorse it if you have children or, or if you don't. I mean, and you like animated films, yeah. abominable. We watched uh, Smallfoot. That's kind of in that same category, but. Right. Yeah, My box did not like it at all. That's interesting. It is interesting because I thought it was very good. He's been over to our house a few times. He's probably seen it too many times. So. He's probably like, I'm over it. Yeah, I'm done. This is a fittings <laughs> movie. This is the worst. Don't wanna, I don't even want to watch it at my house. So, all right. Hey, those were good. Yeah. 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 Those are really good. And by the way, you sound awesome in my clear tune. Well, monitors. you look fantastic. With <laughs> it's patronizing me over here. All right. Hey, I'm very excited. Let's jump into this. I've got the yep. notes that you provided, Lauren. There you go. Lauren always does awesome notes for our episode. So it's always super exciting. Um, so we have, uh, do I get to, to do all this stuff? Um, the the uh, the overview and stuff. No, here. I can do it. You can do, do it. it. Yeah, no. So today on. we're gonna be talking about do you need an editorial calendar? Um, and the fact is, for a business or even if it's like an influencer, when you're thinking about your content, you really need to have a plan in place. Um, a lot of businesses do not, and so when they're thinking about what do I need to post, they just kind of grab whatever they can find, something funny, whatever. Um, and the problem is, is that it just typically does not resonate with your audience as strongly as if you had planned out your content. Yeah. Yeah. And so on top of that, when we deal with social media all day long, it is something, it takes a lot of time. And so really investing your time in social media, that's going to work is totally worth it Yeah, um, to sit down and plan. And so an editorial calendar can look I mean, it can look like anything, really. It can be a whiteboard. It can be a printable calendar. It can be a massive spreadsheet. It can be within an actual um, digital platform that schedules out your content. You can store everything in there. Um, but we're looking at some kind of plan that you've put in place um, to make your content the most impactful. And so for me, when I look at what are the qualities of an editorial calendar and what do you need, it's really where you're it allows your content to be strategic, timely, consistent, and varied. And really, when you do that, you're going to be engaging your audience where they are with content that they're interested in at times they're actually on your platform. And I think that really helps um, really give you the most bang for your buck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, we've learned this over time too of like working with other people, obviously the importance of having an editorial calendar because you're thinking about it, you're mm -hmm. planning it out, you're making, I mean, we do that a lot with podcasting, right? It's yeah. like making sure it's seasonal, making sure that whatever is happening at the time. And we've, we've 
gone into this with uh, in other episodes, but really making sure that you're intentional about your content rather than just like, oh, that picture looks good. Okay, let's put that one up. Yes. You know? um, and so it's also very freeing mm-hmm. if you have that in place and you have a plan strategic and you know what your objectives are. It's a- absolutely a great, great idea. So, all right. So let's jump into it. Sure. Right. So uh, we talk about what what do we need to do to be strategic in what we're doing with our, our content? Sure. So uh, the first thing would be, I mean, just having an editorial calendar alone and sitting down just to even think about the content is going to up it just yeah. one level in itself. Um, but typically what we're seeing across a lot of platforms is a lot of, it used to be that you need to post 20 million times a day as much content as possible. And we are all about producing lots of content. Yeah, yeah. But a practical and realistic goal is to aim for three to five pieces of content a week. Yep. Um, and these pieces need to be quality and things that you know reflect your brand and your message. Okay, yep. So this isn't just sharing a funny GIF. That could be part of your brand, and I'm not saying don't do that, but be really thinking about what is going to add value to my audience. And so when we do what we call four pillars with a lot of our clients, and it's focusing on what are your kind of your core values and what are the things that you want to focus on. So even on this podcast, we split our content into four pillars. And we talk about, okay, we're going to be talking about podcasting this week. Next week, we're going to talk about social media. And the next week, then we're going to talk about video. And what that helps with is that you're really encompassing everything about your brand and you're not missing out on some of the services that you provide or um, some of the things that you're all about because people want to know more about your brand. Um, Also with that, we really strongly feel if you do not already have a messaging guide that is a really helpful resource and we can do another podcast on the help helpful tools of a messaging guide yeah um but this is a for those of you who are not familiar with the messaging guide it really helps you understand kind of your main message that's going out and when you combine that with an editorial calendar it's very impactful because you're consistently posting the same type of message um, with the same type of content. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, we've, we've had like Brad Alexander on before mm-hmm. um, to talk about really that messaging guide because you want to be consistent and clear with your messaging and know who exactly you're talking to. And so it is one of those things that um, I think Brad has even helped us kind of understand that too, yes. you know? And um, so I will say that having that there, having a consistent message um, across the board is going to be great. But then also just, um, you know, we talk about the archetypes too. Mm-hmm. I think we've discussed that before and understanding what really motivates that person you're talking to. Yes. Right. And so um, I think those are all very, very important. So good. That absolutely is great for a strategic side. Thanks. Awesome. So kind of our second, we talked about being strategic with an editorial calendar and being consistent. And I think consistency is probably one of the most important of all of these. Um, really we've seen across the platforms is that if you're consistent, you will have consistent engagement and consistent growth as well. And so if you're not being consistent and you're frustrated as to why you're not growing, that that's it right there. Um, you really should be, um, well, consistent. And one of the ways to do that um, is getting a scheduling platform. And a lot of people have tried to do this. You know, you might have a social media manager, or if you don't, you're trying to do it all yourself. Um, having one of these tools really helps and it provides and saves so much time. And we've actually tried a ton. Um, we've tried like Hootsuite, we've tried Meet Edgar, we've tried Later. Um, and the platform that we're currently using is Sendable. And the reason that we are using that platform is because it encompasses so many platforms. Um, we, we schedule out a lot of content to a lot of different platforms and it's very helpful 
to find that one that can encompass all of those. So I can put a piece of content, the same piece of content to four different platforms. And it allows me to edit to each different platform yeah. and tag in each different platform. Mm-hmm. That's something that is really, really helpful to us. But you may not need that kind of powerhouse of a scheduling platform. And so it's really, it does take a little bit of time, but it really pays off to do the research of what platform works for you. Specifically, if you're only doing three channels, you do not need a scheduling platform that supports 99 channels. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would you pay for that? Um, And so I I know Later is a great platform. Specifically, if you just are doing just your business's social media handles, that's a fantastic platform to go in. It's very affordable and it does some really good work. Yeah. Um, so definitely just look at the different features that each one has because they all typically offer different ones. And one thing that we're very passionate about is we do not like push notifications. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And so it was very important for us to find a platform that would directly post to our clients or ourselves Instagram without getting a push notification. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot out there. I mean, even we talked about later before later mm-hmm. is one that we absolutely love, but um, there are a lot of push notifications for that. And so yes. that was what they built it around. And I mean, honestly, here in the past year and a half, I mean, has really mm-hmm. changed. Instagram has changed kind of their policies with that because before you couldn't have any type of automated system. Like you had to be on your phone posting from your phone. Um, and there was nothing on the back end of that, which I think made the experience a little more real. But if you're trying to engage with the platform, like it's about the engagement, not necessarily the posting, like yes. being there to comment and making mm-hmm. sure that you're updated with, you know, and, and engaging your audience. That that really is the most important thing. So I'm glad that they kind of let down on their standards with that. So sure. And I will say like a helpful tip is if you're going in every day to create a post, that is really tiring. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it lends itself to a, if you have a busy schedule, you're going to forget and push it off. And so having a scheduling platform where you can sit down and maybe devote an hour or two to schedule out your content for the week means that you are going to be consistent and you've, you've saved yourself so much time. And it's also prevents burnt out, burn out yeah. I should say. Um, and so I schedule a lot of content and this, these are definites for me. If you are a business, this is you need to find a platform that helps you do that. Yeah, absolutely. Stocking the same thing with batch recording with the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Making sure that you're consistently recording on set up a day so that way you're in that mindset, you're in that zone, set up a time to actually schedule out all your content for the month or for the next couple of weeks or whatever it looks like. So that's good. Yeah. All right. So we talked about strategic stuff. We talked about being consistent. Um, what about the types of content? So I mean, first, think about your brand. And what is appropriate to your brand? Um, if you have a very serious brand, it's probably not wise to be just posting gifts and like funny little things that yeah, look like they're yeah. from the 90s or something. You know, it's like you need to think about what you're collecting. Um, but we really say to vary up your content because we are obviously huge fans of video, but um, your users are going to appreciate when you vary your content, when you're providing like a really cool video and then you're doing, you know, a behind the scenes picture and then you're providing a really educational article about the top 10 trends for your industry. Like all those things are really hitting all the points of your audience because you do have people that are big readers as opposed to those who are big video watchers. And so you don't want to just alienate everybody. Obviously understanding though, and we will say this, and you've seen this probably or heard this in previous episodes. Video is king. Yeah. It is the most important piece of content. If you are not doing video, you are missing out on a yeah. huge portion of your audience because video is the most demanded piece of content. Um, but it doesn't have to be the only one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and I think one thing to keep in mind too is you want to stop the scroll, right? Mm-hmm. People are scrolling, you know, and, and even customizing per platform, right? Yep. The verbiage you're using on LinkedIn is going to be different than the verbiage you're using on Facebook or Instagram, right? You have to understand the mindsets of people whenever they're in on, on that platform. And I, that's what I think a lot of people don't realize is, oh, I'm just going to post everything, same thing to everywhere. And that does not, they will not communicate with that audience, right? And so just making sure to... Uh, be mindful of what is actually going to stop somebody in their tracks when they're just thumbing through, right? And they're actually going to stop on your content and make sure that it's it's designed for that platform. Not just formatted correctly, but actually the content itself is designed for that platform and that user. So, Absolutely. And I think when we look at like burying your content, you might think all of a sudden, well, I don't have a lot of pictures. So I, I, have, I don't have that many videos. And this is where when you have an editorial calendar, you can look and say, okay, we are going to need to document all around our business to be able to provide this kind of content. We're going to need to go live on Facebook on these particular days. And that's where an editorial calendar comes in handy so that it's not a mad scramble every day. Oh, we got to post something and it doesn't even resonate with your audience because it was last minute. It feels last minute. But with an editorial calendar, it can really resonate with your audience because you've planned it that way. Yeah. Um, and so we really suggest to document everything and really um, invest in a couple apps that maybe help you to edit your photos off of your phone. Um, they're very affordable and just a simple filter and some adjustments of like lighting can really make a huge difference. Um, as well as just taking video, you'd be surprised what people are interested in. Um, we're all about the behind the scenes. And so people want to know what makes your your business tick. And so um, document that and let them kind of see the behind the scenes so that they can be part of your brand. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely love that. I think that's really good. It goes back to Gary Vee. He always says, document, don't create. There you that's go. Quote. Bringing that's Gary Vee back. Always. Always. <laughs> always. All right. So we talked about, let's kind of go through these again. One strategic, consistent, got to have varied pieces of content. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's next? What's the last one here? Timely. Mm-hmm. It's not last one. It, it is, is our last, last one. one. Oh, wow. <laughs> we're just moving right along here. Yeah, That's good. We're, we're, we're making progress. <laughs> we're being timely. <laughs> so, I mean, when we're thinking about a calendar, literally timely is a huge one. And um, when you're looking over your calendar, um, even if you have like a printable calendar, write down the days, like if there's holidays going on, um, write down if there's big like awareness days. Um, we work with um, a pediatric dental office and she's really good about um, making sure she knows what days awareness days and everything. And she's been able to do some really cool posts yeah, yeah. that really engage with her audience. And they're really excited to talk about this particular awareness day. And it may not even have anything to do with pediatric dentistry, no. but it has everything to do with her audience. And that's where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so really thinking over, and even this is, seems silly, but think also about the time of the year it is. Is it freaking cold outside? Is it really <laughs> hot? Because there's certain things within your industry that might matter. Yeah. And so um, specifically, like, you know, if you're an outdoor pool, you know, and you're trying to, you know, I mean, there's like, there's so many things that you can do and you can think about the time of year and the mindset people are in. One of the big ones I always think about is January. Mm-hmm. Because right after Christmas, a lot of people are having their New Year's resolutions. Um, a lot of people have spent a ton of money, and so they're saving money. Um, and so thinking about getting into that mindset, this might not be the time to like, hey, I want you to spend all your money on these big push. You know, save that for the next month. Um, and so it's really thinking about how do I utilize these days to engage with my audience and think about what is their mindset, not mine, what is theirs. Um, because if you can connect with your audience where they are at, 
then you're going to hit gold in the engagement area. Absolutely. Yeah. And to piggyback off what you said with Amy and that PDA, no, they mm-hmm. actually, so they focused on Martin Luther King Day, where she mm-hmm. was able to involve a lot of the schools. Um, and then even on top of that, I mean, they've now they're into like Girl Scout cookie yep. season. And so they really promoted the Girl Scout. They had, I mean, it's probably the opposite effect of what you would think a, a dentist office sure. would do is like sugary cookies. Yeah. Um, but they're like, we know people are going to eat these and we want to support our kids who are the most important, but then also educate on how to make sure to take care of their teeth after they eat these cookies. I mean, it's, it's just a lot of stuff where it's like um, very involved, but even again, it doesn't even have the Martin Luther King day. Like mm-hmm. she did a lot of stuff around that and really promoted, um, promoted that and promoted like the local schools and stuff. It had nothing to do with dentistry. Sure. Um, which was a, which was a really big deal. And so that goes into that. I mean, obviously that time timely factor. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it also goes into the fact that that was one of her four pillars is that this particular business cares about the community. And so they were actually covering not only one of their pillars, but also the timeliness in the calendar. So it's huge. It's like, she did awesome. Um, So this also leads into knowing your analytics. And I think we sometimes use analytics just to make us feel good. We're like, oh, I got all these posts. Everything's green. Nothing's red. Yeah, it was great. Um, And I'm going to tell you really, your likes by the way, aren't really the thing you should be looking at. You know, your follower count is a lot more telling as well as the comments that you're getting, that conversations, those real conversations you're having is what you're really wanting to look for. Uh, But using your analytics is really important. It's not something to be ignored. Um, It's really understanding when is my audience on my particular platforms and what time are they actually engaging with my content? Um, And so we have particular clients that they're... um, their audience is on at 9 a.m. in the morning. That's one of the times that they're, they're at. or we have another client, it's at between 3 and 6 p.m. of the day because it's after school and a lot of them are moms. Mm, yeah. And so, you know, it's like you got to know this because if you're always posting at 9 a.m., but they're not on until 6 p.m. at night, you're missing them. Yeah. You really are. And so it's really important to understand that as well as days of the week. Um, a lot of us do a lot of business day calendars, but there are times where it is important to maybe catch those who are on the weekends as well. And so if you know that and you have an editorial calendar and you're planning for the month, it's easy for you to schedule that out. If you're doing it day to day, it gets really hard. Yeah. Well, and even going back to that, you know exactly what days to post as well. Like Uh we've talked about that in in the past. Um, but just making sure, you know, times are important because it's not always about you. And that's what a lot of times people are like, well, I don't look at Facebook till like, you know, eight o'clock at night when the kids are, you know, getting in bed or whatever. And I'm finally resting. That may not be the case. Like I would have never thought, you know, a mom sitting in carpool line Mm -hmm. or, you know, pickup line is, is like, that's when they're kind of consuming content. That's when they're taking a break right right before they get all the kids and go home and do dinner and all the things. And so it's very important. So everyone's strapped down. They can't go anywhere. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, another thing with timeliness is you can also plan really special days and, um, that can really help you when you're trying to brainstorm content, which we do have an episode that you can go check, uh, brainstorming quality content Ooh, ideas. So yes. totally check out that, um, for when you're feeling a little bit in a dry spell of trying to figure out what should I post. Um, but something like a staff spotlight, um, a lot of businesses do this and it's kind of knowing, Hey, every Tuesday, I know that people are on and we're going to spotlight our staff. So people get to know them. Obviously it helps if you have a large staff to do that. Cause you might run out if we were here at go rogue, it might be a pretty quick spotlight, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, if you have a larger company, that's great, but you can also do other fun things like, you know, fun tips or free tip Fridays. There's so many things that you can do. 
Um, it doesn't have to be an alliteration either, um, (laughs) but it can really help that, you know, Hey, today is Tuesday and this is what we do on Tuesdays and do that. We wear pink on Wednesdays. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, and do that and that can help you, but also make sure to check if that is not resonating with your audience, please stop it. Yeah. Don't do it anymore just because, well, it's Tuesday. That's what we're supposed to do. See if it works. But it's also a helpful way just to be a reminder to you. Yeah. I think this is great to actually just plug that into everything. Test everything. Yes. Right? Don't get set on something. Like test it out. See if it works. Go do a month or two or a quarter and actually see, okay, hey, let's look back over the quarter. Okay. This content was really engaging. People seem to comment. This content was good. We switched up the times and, you know, okay, we need to go back to a certain time. Like pay attention to those types of things. I mean, that's really important stuff to obviously just test it. Don't don't hold on to something because it's free tip Friday. We have to do it. It's Friday. Right. right? I think that was a good point. Absolutely. So I have a quote. Oh, yes. From Hootsuite. So if you're not familiar with Hootsuite, it's a uh, platform that helps you schedule your content. Um, And they said, one third of your content should promote your business or generate leads. One third of your content comes from other sources that align with your business. And one third of your content should engage with followers directly, either through answering questions, responding to comments, or reposting user-generated content. Um, so right there, and um, it's just a good reminder. And sometimes I feel like this is maybe posted a little bit too much about, but people aren't following it. So that's why, um, is that you really should not be just promoting w- your services every single day, every single hour. Hey, come in. You have to buy our product, buy our product, buy our product. Because people tune out. Like they, they're not going to want to buy your product until they trust you and feel like you are the person um, that has their best interest in mind. And you're going to do that through other pieces of your content. Yeah, absolutely. No, and that's what, I mean, we go back to Gary Vee talking mm-hmm. about jab, 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 right hook, giving value, giving value, giving value before you actually ask for a sale. Um, because nobody likes that. They don't like, personally, you don't like to be treated like that. So why would you think that your audience and your potential customers like that? Yeah, absolutely. So kind of when we think about all the things that we've talked about is being strategic, being consistent, being varied with your content and being timely. Um, And really what I would highly suggest is taking a time once a month to kind of sit down and do this maybe with somebody else. So it's not just by yourself thinking to yourself um, and kind of bounce ideas for the month of what you have and then kind of thinking through, okay, what do I need to create in order to be able to do that? If you are in a place where you feel like, I want to produce content, but I don't know how. I would like to repurpose my content. Talk to us (laughs) (laughs) because we love talking to other businesses about repurposing your content. Yeah, absolutely. That's a huge passion of ours of being able to take one piece of content and chop it up and make it relevant for that specific platform because that is hard to do. It's hard to take that time to know what tools to use to figure out. I mean, I know just even for us, I mean, creating our own content, it's like, how in the world do we just record this video? Like that is a big deal and trying to make it perfect, trying to make sure it communicates like all the things that you have to do. So being able to actually repurpose that is a big deal and we'd love to help you out with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Lauren, that was really good. Hey, make sure that you guys in the comments give Lauren a super big shout out for the awesomeness of this episode. Thank you, Brad. (laughs) We're just going to have to keep this doing as a regular thing where you just, you run the show. I like this. This is nice. It was nice for you to sit back and relax. It was. I'm actually paying attention to the the board and making sure everything's, you know, running in a tip top shape. So, hey, thank you guys so much. You want, Oh, here, why don't you do our send off? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How do you close this out here, Lauren? Wow. Where do they need to go to find out more information? 
Yes, you can find us at goroguex.com and you can find us on most, I guess, podcast platforms. Yeah, and yeah. You, we totally encourage you to subscribe so you get all the latest tips and tricks about all things content related yeah. or podcasting related, yeah. for sure. Um, and we really appreciate you listening. What else do they need to do? Oh, Brian, I'm not rehearsed for this. <laughs> Make sure you guys subscribe. You I haven't just already. said that. You did say that? <laughs> I didn't hear it. Okay. Somebody needs to, to correct us. Who was right in this? Okay. Make sure you let us know. Hey, thanks, Lauren. No You're problem. Awesome. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Lauren, are you ready for rapid fire? I get to do this. Okay, great. I'm going to do these. Are you ready? I'm ready. Bring it on. Rapid fire. Here we go. Define the word. Zeitgeist. (laughs) (laughs) What is it going to be? The hardest thing? Zeitgeist? Hey, I didn't look it up. Oh, okay. Define it then. Okay. You had some time to think about it though. I know. And I still am like. (sighs) Zeitgeist. Okay. Uh, Like it makes me think of like the ghost word. What is that? It's oh, uh, whole poltergeist. Yes. Yeah. But I. Uh, oh, okay. Like maybe like a, a geological formation. Okay, that's good. Like a stalactite or something. <laughs> Zeitgeist. I'm gonna say it's like an exorcist. Who, oh my gosh! Who pulls people out of poltergeist, or like they interact with poltergeist, and so there is zeitgeist. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure this one out. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to look that one. Out. Okay, <laughs> next uh, rapid fire question: What's the lamest dessert that people try to pass off as a dessert? Yogurt parfaits. <laughs> it's not a dessert. It's like a breakfast item. <laughs> I see those things all the time. We're like, we put like strawberries and yogurt and a little yeah. granola. I'm like, that's breakfast. That's not a dessert. Hmm. Ooh, yeah. There's uh, what was the uh, oh I oh I, I'm thinking of the opposite. So I grew up with a family that was from the West Coast, and for some reason they always had Jello as part of their dinner. Oh. Like Jello, just regular gelatin. Grab <laughs> a scoop of Jello on yeah. your dinner plate. It's like mashed potatoes and gravy and turkey and Jello. Oh, that's weird. I was like, well, why aren't we saving this till the end? Oh, yeah. This is sweet. It's a dessert. Right. Like, no, we have dessert. Some jello on our plates. <laughs> so I don't know. That was, I was thinking the opposite. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dessert, dessert, dessert. Oh, I can't think of anything. That's the only thing I thought of was the flip and never made any sense. Well, I think jello is pretty lame to pass off as a dessert well, as well. True, true. Yeah. Here's this glob that's colored. <laughs> Enjoy it. It's full of sugar. Oh, gosh. Deliciousness. All right. We'll look up Zeitgeist and figure out what it means. Yeah, we're going to do it right now, actually, oh, real okay. quick. Oh, it's like the first what is Zeitgeist it? movie. There's a movie out. Oh, I hope it's not inappropriate. I didn't even like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The defining spirit or mood of a particular period of history as shown by the ideas and beliefs of the time. Yeah, I would never have guessed that. The story captured the Zeitgeist of the late 1960s.
my goodness. Not about ghosts. It's not about ghosts at all. <laughs> what is this? So that's your vocabulary word of the day, listeners. There is some weird stuff, though, this Zeitgeist movie. You guys need to check it out. Zeitgeist the movie. We're going we're gonna to watch it. You can play the trailer on YouTube. We're going to do that after this. So oh, let gosh. us know if you watch the Zeitgeist. Insane. All right, we're out. Listen, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.